Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Life-changing moments, life-changing people. Because on With Wit, very little is off limits. All right. Hey, everyone. How are you? I hope everyone is having a nice day so far and we'll continue to take whatever it is we do here with you. Hopefully it's positive. It's a solo episode, so you never really know what will come, but I'm excited to just be chatting with you. I'm in my office. I turned off the lights. I closed the shades closed the windows, made it a little bit claustrophobic just so I could feel like super intimate. It's morning time, 10 o'clock in the morning on Tuesday, August 10th, just to give you a little bit of a baseline of where I'm at. I just dropped Sunny off at school. The morning routine is pretty much like a rush for me. The morning routine is, is all mine. And I really actually have made it mine. Like I don't even feel resentful about it at all. And me just saying that doesn't even <laughs> mean that I do feel resentful in the slightest. It's just the fact that I actually get up naturally earlier than Timmy. I actually wake up naturally earlier than Sunny. And so I'm just ready to get the day going. And if I'm up and Timmy can sleep, then why not allow him that time to sleep? So I wake up sunny shortly after me. We usually honestly hang out for a little talk, hug, kiss. It's like, (laughs) that sounds so creepy. But like in the morning when he wakes up, I want it to be like a little ritual to give a little bit of like a hug. Good morning. How did you sleep? Like, let's have a good day. What do you want to do today? Like have a little bit of a discussion and have some intentions. And I feel like that helps me do it too. So it's nice just to make it like a little family tradition. And then also to know what your kid really wants to do and what they want out of the day and how you can actually support, make that happen for them. So anyways, we do a little bit of that cute, little cheesy, funny bonding stuff in the morning. And then I pretty much turn the TV on for him immediately after that. It's really the one out of two times that he gets TV during the day. And I don't really even know why I feel the need to quantify it, but I guess I'm just giving you a little bit of a look into what actually happens. It's just factual. 
But we watched TV this morning. He watched these new little shorts, these new little Spider-Man shorts on Disney, actually. Someone sent them to me on Instagram. So shout out to that person who DM'd me this new show. It's awesome. The only problem is that the episodes are only four minutes long. And like, what am I supposed to do with a four minute long episode with Sunny? You know, like we went through the whole season in a half hour. I sat there doing work with him on my computer and every four minutes I had to change it. Whatever. That's fine. Like I shouldn't complain about that, but this has nothing to do with what the episode is about. I'm just still giving you the foundation of where I'm at. So I do a little bit of work and then by eight o'clock, it's time for me to just like think about what I'm putting in Sunny's body. I have been making him smoothies every morning. I try to have a whole milk yogurt, a bunch of different fruit. If I have a fresh juice, I put that in. Um, I went to Trader Joe's and got like some tangerine juice, orange juice, try to fresh squeeze some lemon in, get some dates in for digestion. Sometimes I can hide in a little bit of spinach, a little bit of avocado, but Sunny loves a smoothie in the morning. And I think that that's the easiest way for him to get all those nutrients in without it being like a whole sit down to do thing, which requires a lot more for me. And sometimes I have the time and the patience to do it, but a lot of the times I don't. So he gets a smoothie and then I start making his lunch and then I make him like maybe a little bit of a breakfast for him to eat on the way. Or if we have time to sit down and eat this morning, he ate just a half a cinnamon raisin bagel with butter and then another serving of smoothie. And he was ready to go. I took him to school, drop him off, come back. And the first thing I do is look at my asana, what actually needs to be due today. I have two separate to-do lists. I don't know if you guys do this, but I have a to-do list specifically for what is due today. And then a list of just ongoing things that obviously need to get done. My big ticket item for today is recording this podcast. And I haven't even really gotten into the meat of this podcast yet, but had Annie help me with a little bit of an outline because I want these solo episodes to be thought out. I want them to be organized and I want them to be specific. I want the title to be able to pull you guys. I want you to know exactly what you're listening to. So today's episode is all about reflection on 2021 so far and goals for the remainder of the year. Annie created an outline. I jotted down some notes. And so I thought it would just be a good time as we are now in the second half of 2021 to really just like sit and think about where we are at and what we've accomplished thus far and what we should be proud of. And then what we really want to set our intentions and mindset towards the rest of the year. Most of the time we go, 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 go. And for me, it's really not until I do these podcasts where I can really sit down and take the time to think about like what I have done and be proud of myself and what I intend to do. So I invite you guys to make a list of your own just because I think it's really important to have this kind of format. Like I said, it's not something that you may think of doing on your own, but something that if I give you just like this basic guideline that you could jot down or think about even as I'm 
going through the motions with you. And that could really help set you up for some projects, some mental projects, some physical challenges, some conversations you have yet to have, some inspiration you have yet to work off of. But the first thing I want to dig into is a reflection on my personal and mental health. And this is about like two to five things that I really feel the most proud of that I have done for myself or for my mental health this year. The first thing I have said before, but it was the first thing that came to mind. And I always wanted to say the first thing that came to mind is my therapy. I started out doing it once a week and I'm now doing it every other week. It has really helped me figure out who I am without any judgment. I think so much of us And so much of who we are is framed around how other people perceive us and especially really good people we know, even people who we think know us the best and who do know us the best. But sometimes to me, for example, sometimes I define myself based on how I think he perceives me and I'm doing that subconsciously. And when I'm having specific conversations with him, I'm even like, rearranging the story or coming up with the solution to my situation based on what I think he is going to tell me to do before I've even finished the story. And I haven't even gotten out my authentic thoughts on what I'm saying. Having a therapist is someone that has no judgment, has no part in your life, you know, has no stake, isn't going to get anything out of this relationship other than you being happy and doing well. And so it has just been really enlightening for me to have that kind of a person and on a steady basis. And I never really connected with one before. And that always felt weird to me. And I judged myself for that. I thought like, what's wrong with me that I can't really connect with a therapist? You know, like I've had multiple times in my life where I've tried it, but I don't think it was necessarily that it was anything personal. I think it was more about the timing and the openness to it. And I feel like this time around, I'm just a little bit more mature and a little bit more open to it and, and just ready to not live like how I was living, which yeah, feels like I just took a deep breath, like a huge, huge, huge weight lifted off my shoulders. In having therapy, it's brought up something for me that I haven't really known how to verbalize, but because I feel so connected to my therapist and feel so whatever, I don't care what she is going to think about me, you know, like she just spends this hour with me a week. She can think about me, whatever she wants, but I've had a good amount of social anxiety in my conversations. Like I notice even when I'm with really close friends that my conversations get a little bit awkward because I'm either not listening and I'm thinking about what I'm going to say next and then what I say next doesn't really apply or I'm just self-conscious because I'm 
wondering what the other person is thinking of me. And again, trying to frame my story. And so conversations then get a little awkward and I can see it in the other person's face. And then that makes me feel like a little bit insecure and awkward. And so that's something that I'm really trying to deal with in therapy. And in reflecting on it, I think that it's little by little getting better, the more and more I'm putting myself out there, the more and more, as I've talked about, I'm curious about my conversations and not thinking so much about them, analyzing them, spiraling about them, constantly thinking what the other person is thinking about while I'm talking. That can just be exhausting. And I think that that just inhibits flow of conversation. And then that makes other people feel uncomfortable. And I really don't want to do that. And I can sense myself doing that. And it's just something that I'm reflecting on and that I'm putting out in the open, releasing it and working on moving forward. Okay. So the next thing I reflected on that I feel really proud of myself about is dealing with boundaries and having no guilt for actually setting those. No guilt is definitely generalizing. And I definitely have a little bit of guilt, but I think in reflecting on this past year and the decisions I've made about setting boundaries and doing things when I feel energetically right to do them and taking calls when I feel ready to do them and not being reactive is something that I really have worked on. And I feel like I've been pretty decent on. And I feel like it's something that helps me be a more calm person and helps me also not be so resentful of certain relationships or certain things that I've always felt like I needed to say yes to. Another thing that I've really grown with, which may sound super small to you, but Timmy and I have found a really good balance of solo versus together time. And it was something that I kind of struggled with before. Like I would always feel a little bit of insecurity or jealousy when I felt like he was making plans without me or doing things without me or even needing solo time, which the more I think about it is like beyond immature beyond because everything I preach is about taking care of ourselves and making sure that we can be whole and being whole requires focusing on us as individuals. So it's just something that I really have done like a complete turnaround on. And I feel really proud of myself for also like a little bit of a reflection on my grief, which is something that so many people are struggling with right now. So much loss around us and not just at people of jobs, of relationships, of physical touch, of so, so, so many things. And for me specifically with the loss of my dad, what I was talking about with my sister Paige the other day, which was really weird, was like our lives now seem so far away from what our lives were when our dad was here. There was no marriage, no kids. Jobs are completely different. Homes are different. Existences are different. Just lives and relationships are so different that we feel so far away from what our life was. And that is a really kind of scary feeling. 
I don't really know what to do with my grief at the moment, if I'm being perfectly honest. Like, as I'm sitting right here and really thinking about it, I want to cry because I think sometimes when I'm alone and I'm just talking about it, like, that's when the real feelings come up because there's nothing else to push them down. There's no other distractions. But I think it's just this, like, this is just what grief is. It's like taking the time to think about them and think about it to how it's affecting your life and thinking about how it has made you a stronger person, but just sitting with the feeling and not making it go away and not feeling bad about having it. And that's also what meditation is so much about is just like sitting with feelings so that you can actually have them, not feel like you need to have a solution or you need to make them go away. But if you just feel them, they naturally do their thing. You know, you have that grief, you have that moment then you can move off of it. And I feel like I just had a moment with you and now I can move off of it. And in reflecting on that, like that's major, like that's, that's a huge step. Not letting it completely wash over me because I didn't need it to. And if I needed it to, then I would have let it, but I didn't need it to, but like sit with it think about him, think about where my life is at, like be so grateful for the father he was, grateful for the husband he was so that I was just able to see certain qualities that were necessary in having a healthy relationship. And I just feel like incredibly grateful for that because it can be such a rare thing. Let's get into goals. Here's just a couple goals that I have for the rest of the year. One is to stay present. It's the first thing that comes to my mind. Again, I really just want to be mindful and in the moment and not planning for the future constantly. It's hard when you want to plan for the future and you want to do fun things and you want to be thorough, but you really want to be enjoying each day and doing something that you love and taking care of yourself every day. So that's one goal. And my next goal is simple. Eat breakfast. I really have out my breakfast situation. I need a good oatmeal recipe. DM me any oatmeal recipes. I don't want like sludgy and like, I like chunks, nutty, granola, chewy, just not like sludgy. You guys just know how I am with texture. I also want to make time for creative inspiration. Like I want to block off hours of my day in advance to just sit and think about different business opportunities, creative endeavors, creative ideas, product ideas, content ideas, just a time to just like sit and think about whatever comes to me because I feel like so much of life is dealing with the incoming and just doing what needs to get done day to day and not really making the time to actually like make things happen. And I think I was talking to my sister Paige again about this today and she was saying like some of the best projects and opportunities and things that she's working on right now have come from her just like having this free time to think about whatever. So definitely a goal. My last one is to just keep more commitments. 
I don't know why I have like this sort of flaky narrative. I feel like I'm always either like pushing things or rescheduling or I don't know, maybe everyone does that and everyone's doing that right now as we're starting to get back into the swing of things and managing our schedule and dealing with everything and dealing with what we do and don't want to do, blah, blah, blah. But like, I really just want to be better about my commitments and be more reliable and be more punctual. So now moving on to a little reflection on motherhood. And this is a couple things that I feel the most proud of that I've done as a mother. So The first one is pretty broad, and I feel like this is something that can extend to any mother out there, but it's the ability to take time for myself. When I take time for myself and when I make myself a priority, when Sonny is done with school, I'm fully available and there for him and so excited to be with him and learn from him and just like embrace his energy. And so the more and more I've been able to do that, the more our relationship has grown just because he knows that I'm invested, I'm engaged, I'm listening, I'm not on my phone. That's been huge. I've seen it. I've seen it in his connection to me. I see it in how he with me, how he's physical with me, what he says to me. It's just something that I can see, I can feel, I can hear, and I just can't urge enough. The next thing I feel proud of is honestly just making sure that he's fed nutritiously. I feel that nurturing thing in me to just like make sure his body is functioning with all the things that it needs in order for him to thrive. Like I don't want him to get anywhere without a like semi-full stomach and some protein and just be like mentally prepared. I feel like I need to treat myself like I treat him, like I need to treat myself like a little girl. (laughs) But that is something that I have reflected on and that I'm really proud of. I think another thing is that I've, I'm starting to watch him with kids as he is playing more and being more social and witnessing his demeanor. And I'm just so proud of how open and personable and friendly Sunny is. And Sunny got switched into a new class about a month and a half ago now. And he got switched from all his friends as one does. And at first I was like, oh, this is a bummer. And I talked to the school and made sure that everything was okay and that it was nothing like personal or specific or whatever. And everything was totally fine. And just one of those things with it being COVID and people coming back to school and leaving school and teachers changing, like obviously things are inevitably going to get switched up. So I just wanted to be patient. And I also knew that the teachers are with Sonny the majority of the day, obviously, while he's at school, all day while he's at school and, and know his needs and, and know how to fulfill his needs. So anyways, he switched classes and just to be able to see like how adaptable he is and how, how his teachers have told me how friendly he is. It's really like a pat on the back to Timmy, but also me too, to like shove down my stranger danger self. You know, a lot of, I feel how I was raised was a little bit based on a little bit of fear. I don't know. Or maybe that's something that I have just like developed over the years, but I'm 
always like a little bit more fearful or timid around new people. And Timmy's really not. And he's forced me to come out of my shell like that. And I think because of that, it's been really important for Sunny to be friendly and engaging and look people in the eye and want to say hi and want to be curious about them. So that's been something that I've been really proud of. The other thing that Annie has here is a baby number two update, which I feel like I keep on talking about, but maybe I'm not really being succinct or clear about it, which then I'm like, do I even need to be succinct or clear about it? It's like so personal, but I'm here and I have this relationship with you guys. And I do want you to know where I'm at because if at all, if it can help anybody with where they're at, that is worthwhile. So basically we want number two. We definitely do. I am like excited to be a pregnant mother without any of the nausea or bad stuff. Obviously I can't control that, but we are not like proactively trying at the moment, like keeping things casual and we're traveling a bit. We're actually going to Mexico this weekend, which will be in the distant past for you. If you follow me on social in the month of September, we're traveling and I just want to wait until things are a little bit more consistent. And I'm at home in order to proactively start trying because the doctor said when we really want to start trying that the week that I ovulate, I should go in for progesterone shots. So that will happen in October. And like, honestly, I'm probably not going to give you a detailed week by week, month by month update of what's going on just because it's not really healthy for me to get into the nitty gritty of this. Like the less I really overanalyze this, the better. Like I really want to have an open mind going into this and I don't want to spiral about it, which I tend to do. So I have like an outline of a plan and we'll just see how it goes. I'm trying not to be too stressed about it. I obviously know that stress can have a huge effect on all of your levels. I'm going to, I had a first appointment at Parsley Health last week, which was amazing. And we talked about my prenatal vitamins and my nutrition and taking a cortisol test and getting blood drawn during a certain time of my cycle and really taking proactive steps to knowing what's going on in my body so that when we do want to get pregnant, we can try to support as healthy a pregnancy as possible. But Again, alongside of that, trying to be flexible and easygoing about it, which can be complicated and hard, but we are trying to do. So that is the update there. All right. And now some goals for motherhood. Here are just a couple of goals I have for this year just to finish out 2021 as a mom of a four-year-old. My first one is just to have Sonny sleeping in his own bed. I haven't talked to Alana, our sleep expert, about this in a while just because I know what she's going to tell me. And because, like I said, we're about to travel, we just don't want to start anything new because it's just going to get all messed up when we travel anyway. So starting in October, we just need a new plan for what we are going to do with the sleep situation because he's in and out of our room and we are in and out of his room one to two 
times a night. And I talked about it with the doctor at Parsley Health too. And I know this sounds like, I don't know, crazy, maybe not. But she said that the times that he's waking us up are in the middle of like really important sleep hours for us. And that really has an effect, obviously, on our functioning. My friend Laura told me about a plan where it's just like a check-in method, which we tried originally, but we will try it again. The second thing is, and I'm looking for suggestions, I'm about to read Betsy Braun's book, but I just want to keep reading and learning about parenting. I don't want it to take over my life. And I didn't really read a lot before we had Sunny because I didn't want again to spiral about it or to know too much or to know about all these things that I didn't necessarily need to know. But now that I know what kind of kid Sunny is, I feel like I can ingest information differently and ingest information that is right and important for me. So I just want to continue absorbing that kind of information. So if anybody has any good parenting books or articles or accounts that they believe in that are easy and digestible and breed happiness, I'm open to it. The last parenting goal that I really want to pay attention to is to continue just to talk to Sonny as much as possible and explain everything to him, which we obviously know can be exhausting, but I feel the like the more and more you do it, the more and more natural it becomes. And like people like to hear themselves talk, you know, and like this is just an age when kids are, I mean, Sunny has been absorbing so much information for so many years now, but I really feel like I can get to him. And I think that in parenting, like explaining to them why they can't do certain things or why things work or why things happen this way and really getting into the details allows them to have like some space with it and understand it and a place for their emotions and not get like confused. And so anyways, it's just an ongoing goal I want to have for the rest of the year is just to have patience in talking to Sunny and really like make sure that I'm just not brushing him off, you know, and that I'm taking the time to explain things and help mold him because we have so much power. All right. I'm going to take a breather, spend a lot of me talking, going to eat something. I hope that you got something out of this. I'm so glad that we had this time to chat and that I don't have therapy today because this was my therapy. All right, y'all. Happy Tuesday, and I will see you next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I'd love to hear what you think and anything more or even less you'd want to hear about. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. If you want to know more about what I'm up to, you can find me on Instagram at Whitney E. Port, my website, WhitneyPort.com, and my YouTube channel, Whitney Port. Peace in the streets.